If you live in the South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy Spirit, then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the extensive selection of some hard-to-find items. But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirit staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I am always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-U.S. Uh, wines, I find them extremely helpful in helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the DNVR Nuggets podcast. I'm your host, Adam Matas from DNVR. I'm joined today by my esteemed colleagues. To my left, Harrison Wind. What's going on, man? We are presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits today. <laughs> I'm really bad at that. <laughs> Shouts to Davidson's. Fantastic place. You got to check it out. Um, I'm also joined by my esteemed colleague, uh, Brendan Vogt. You're fine. Hey, <laughs> I'm also from DNVR. How are you guys doing? You are also from DNVR. Yeah, I think we have all three of us here. I think wow, we have that all is three the whole the, crew. Yeah. The entire crew is here. You could tell from probably from the intonation in our voice that tonight's game was... Boring? The most, not the most boring. Honestly, there were moments. There were some fun. The highlights, I think, of this will be, you know, if you missed it, the highlights are worth watching. But this was what I would say a ho-hum 13-point win from the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, this was a take-care-of-business win. This was an absolutely show up, do your job, get out. I thought this was the type of win they'd put together over Phoenix the other night. Just, you know, methodical game. Starters get up. Bench comes in and looks good. Phoenix really good, man. I don't. Yeah. Phoenix, I don't think too many teams are blowing them out. I think that this was a game we thought we'd see more of before the season started. And that's one in which yeah. the starters were just good enough. Like you said, take care of business. Didn't dominate. But their depth really showed up. Their bench dominated for once in a game they should have. Thought we'd have seen a couple of those by now. We we might be pulling a little bit of a Malone right now. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, you look at this, Denver wins the first quarter by two. They win the second quarter by 15. They have a 17-point lead at the half. The fact that they just didn't get, I mean, they didn't get destroyed after that, I know, and Malone says the same thing after the games, you want your team, you're up 17, protect that lead, go go all out. I didn't think Denver was necessarily bad after they built that lead, but come on, they were up 20 points, and they kind of stayed up 10 the whole game. And one of the – we saw a classic rage timeout towards the end of the game. Classic. You pointed out (laughs) that was – So much rage. That was on the heels of Davis Bertans hitting a shot from the logo. Like, it wasn't a defensive breakdown. The Wizards just cut it to 16, and he had had enough. Yeah. So, yeah, it was – I I agree. Like, this was – I think there were really only encouraging things that came out of this game. They took care of business. And I do think it's nitpicky and perhaps detrimental to care too much about the three-point swings in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I think so. Well, we'll talk about – let's talk about Malone's sort of rage timeouts at the end of the show. First, I want to talk more about sort of just how the game went. And I'm going to start right here. The team has taken to calling Gary Harris first team. 
in the locker room, meaning first team, uh, all defense, because of the fact that he shuts down everybody, every opposing team's perimeter star that comes in tonight. Bradley Beal, if you didn't know better, you would have just thought he was one of the guys, not the guy on that team. 14 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds on 6 of 15 shooting. I mean, where are we at right now with Gary Harris's first team all defensive selection? I mean, do you think it's the just a nickname, or do you think he's really making a name for himself shutting these guys down? He's been really good on defense this year. He's been playing defense at the level, I think, that he was playing last year in the playoffs. Yeah, oh, that's great. And, yeah. um, I mean, remember what we were talking about, you know, in the playoffs. He totally changed that first-round series when he switched on to Derek White. Was great on Lillard and uh, at times on McCollum in, in the second round as well. I think, think he's been that type of defender, you know, throughout these first few games. Think of all the guys he shut down. Yep. Beal. Booker, Doncic, limited Doncic. Doncic, yeah, worst game by far. Yeah, you guys seen Doncic lately? The numbers are absurd. <laughs> Doncic right. put like thirty five on everybody. I think he, I think he had twelve against the Nuggets. And I think his second lowest total was like twenty five. That's yeah. a guy that Gary, in theory, should have been too small to guard. Not yeah. a problem. Not yeah. a problem. And it's funny. I see the tweets tonight coming out from you know because the. Mavs played the Lakers tonight, and I think Doncic had like 22-8-4, and people are like, oh, yeah, he got shut down by Kawhi. He had a worse game against Denver. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it. so No, Gary's been great, and um, it's been funny because we've been talking about how bad his offense has been all year. But yeah. I feel like maybe – you know, it's that's okay because he's been so good defensively. Yeah, it's I, not as bad as it could be. I agree. I think it actually is a help, maybe a healthy byproduct of having a healthy Will Barton the third back in the lineup, who's able to take that sort of third option ball handler guy that role. And Gary can just really focus on defense. Forget three and D. How about just D D and D? And he's been, I mean, his his all NBA case is real. I think, man, yeah. I really do. Thus far, can I give you? Can I tell you something? I just love. What? I love that you always refer to Will Barton as Will Barton the Third. I really like it. <laughs> I think you're the only one. That is his name. It is his name. Now that he's changed his name, yeah. like it's worth pointing out. I'm not being cute. That literally is. His oh, name. you're doing it because some people are very big about this, like calling people by their names. I wonder if do is everybody calling Barton Barton the Third? Like no way, no way. No, but I, <laughs> I just call it. him Thrill. That man has earned the respect. That's true. Hey, I, he has I do all love of my the nickname respect. though. First team. First team, it's that's a great, a great that's a very good well, nickname. Think about it, though. Obviously, everyone's been better defensively this year, but this is the Denver Nuggets who, Nikola Jokic, supposedly this liability on defense. Jamal Murray, definitely not a plus defender on defense. Will Barton the third, in theory, undersized at the three. Right. How are they one of the best, actually literally the best defense in the league right now, if not for Gary Harris and Paul Millsap, defending at an all-NBA level? Well, I would start with this. Paul Millsap's really good and Gary Harris really good. We know that. Right. Then you look at Jokic has always been better than what people think. And I think, look, his defense has been good this year. His offense, he's kind of going through the motions. But then I think Jamal Murray's made a huge leap. Sure. And Will Barton, I I honestly, I didn't think Will Barton at this stage of his career was going to become the def- the player that impact the game defensively the way he has. It is so clear that it is a point of emphasis for him. Well, so much of defense is effort. Yeah, and yeah. Will Barton's effort on defense is, is night and day this year compared to last year. No so, doubt about it. So Jokic, Murray, and Barton all sort of making no, and they, defensive leads. And, and of yeah. course, the real answer is that they've all elevated themselves. My point is this simply isn't possible with under with an undersized guy on the wing unless Gary is that good on the perimeter. Ooh, yeah, great I just point. don't think it is. Yeah. Well, let's talk about game ball tonight. Went to Will Barton the third. I know some people thought Jeremy Grant, who we'll talk about in a moment, but. 17 points for Barton, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. Come on in, fellas, you're good. 8 points, 8 assists, 7 of 13 shooting. He continues to just be a stud. Hey, you always want me on your bike, yeah? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. 
Yeah, Scott I've invited Hastings. you a million times. <laughs> Here he is. How are you all doing this? We're just over the phone. I know. We, Vic was equally as surprised uh, yesterday when we were doing this. Yeah, it's a miracle. What do you think of uh, Will Barton's night, Vic? He's he was everywhere. The most consistent player on the team right now. He I think I would agree with that. Him or Paul Millsap. And Paul wasn't doing much tonight. Yeah. Um, but the eight rebounds, eight assists, 17 points. Now, Malone did play him a hilarious 37 minutes tonight, yeah. which is, I think, maybe going to be a problem at some point. But Denver's 13-3, and three, so I guess you ride for it right now. But um, he is, I think, one of Malone's safety blankets, right? When the... Going got a little tough today. He would put him back in, say, all right, you go steady the ship. Well, there was a classic uh, sequence when Wancho got burned defensively. Right, yeah. And he goes right back to Barton. So, like, Barton's the guy who, he's obviously with the starters, but he's the crossover to the bench if they need a boost. Nobody he's, played more than 30 minutes tonight. Barton played 37. In 1718, Barton was Malone's Swiss Army knife, man. Back yeah. on point guard, you're in there, right? Yeah. Like, lead scorer off the bench, you're in there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he, he's been incredibly versatile. And, and just effort, man. It's yeah. just effort. Scotty, what do you think of Barton's night? Adam and I had a wonderful talk on 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 Barton the other night. Yeah, we did. And I and I and I, I'll say it. I don't know if I should say it. <laughs> everything I said. Listen, here, here's what I say about this. See if you guys agree with this. Barton's phenomenal and has been phenomenal. I do agree. But Barton was horrible well, yeah, when he came back last year in the course. playoffs. Fair. Yeah, yeah, fair. fair. Now. Fair. For and I'm, I'm gonna put my first stuff out there. I was I was hard on him. I didn't think he could play. I said, dude, he's done. He can't play. Uh, he's playing now. So now I look back. Well, wait a minute. Maybe it wasn't Barton. Maybe those the the, the team, the staff, the coaching. Maybe you should have put him out there. Hmm. And they kept rolling with him, rolling with him. Hmm. And, and really, you guys know this. Be honest. It wasn't just me, or it just wasn't Adam, or it just wasn't you, Harrison. I mean, it was like Nuggets fans. Yeah, no, I mean, they I, gave it too hard. Yeah. I mean, they gave it to you guys. You guys are on social media more than I am, we, right? We remember when he got booed. Barton yeah, did. right. Uh, yeah. He was crushed. Yeah, and I was sitting back looking about. I, said, I think I should, and this is what we talked about the other night out in the parking lot. I said, man, maybe I blamed him, but I shouldn't have blamed him mm-hmm. because listen, he just played. He couldn't play. He yeah, had no. Right. I, I I interviewed him on media day. I said, when'd you get it back? He said, it wasn't until middle of summer, July, before I was, I was playing. And, and also I went, hey, and I had my explosion back. Well, the playoffs were in yeah, May right. and June, or May, right? I think he came back too soon last He came season, back too soon. And obviously was, was never close to himself. No. Never had the opportunity to get that And Isaiah Thomas wasn't, wasn't even close to it. And that yeah. was a tease and, and everything else. And maybe, I don't know if you guys talked about his new podcast yet this year, Maybe why they're being super cautious on Michael Porter Jr. I think it's time to get him going a little bit more. But, I mean, think about it. You put two guys, got him in a little bit too soon, gave him too many minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, may, may, I mean, maybe. Yeah. It's a good point. Finally glad to be on your podcast. <laughs> hey, good to have you on, Scotty. I, okay, I got, I got another thing I got to throw you, and I want you guys to talk about this. Okay. Okay. And, I, and I want credit for this. Okay. Uh, it was Mason Plumley just in the post game, just now in the interview, said, what did you guys do so good against Bradley Bill? First of all, Gary Harris's first team all defense to 15 games, 16 games. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, if you can take away the, the, the other team's best players more nights than not, they're going to struggle. And I said the thing to myself, you can't do that at Denver. Right. Yep. Because Joker is their best player. Right. Whether we think that, you know, Murray or whatever, Joker's your best player. 
I mean, he's a pedestrian. Four of eight, five assists. Yeah. I mean, he sneezes five assists. <laughs> yeah. But then all of a sudden he drops 20 boards on you. I mean, they were getting no offensive rebounds. You're like, right. he just does something. And if he, it's not him, Paul Millsap had a, 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 right. a regular game tonight finally right. after the last three or four he's had, right? Yeah. What's his backup do? Blows up. Yeah, has yeah. the best game of this season, yeah, probably. A, a, a Joker has just a pedestrian offensive game. What does backup do? Yeah. Blows right. up. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I, I, much you can't more do balanced, that. right? Much more right. balanced. I don't think team. you can do it with this yeah. team. Yeah. So, all right, I love yeah. you guys. Scott Hastings, Merry, everybody. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Take it easy, Scott. The great Scott Hastings. Hey, look, Will Barton's a confidence player. He eats off his own confidence as much as anyone out there. So it's possible that it was detrimental to, to roll him out there when he couldn't build off anything. Uh, there's no doubt. Point. There's no doubt about that. A, a cocky Barton is a good Barton. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think when so, Barton's too. Barton's feeling himself, when he's talking, when he's yelling at uh, when he's yelling at his – his defender, that's what yeah. he's at his best. It looked to me, too, like this was the – take care, Scotty. The the second game in a row now where we saw some extended Barton with the bench minutes. You know Malone's thinking about ways to get them going. We thought maybe Jokic plus bench or Murray plus bench. Looks like maybe it's going to be Barton plus bench at times. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know what beer we're talking about on today's show? What is today's beer? The Avalanche Amber. That's it, right? Avalanche that's the, Amber Ale. the best one. Oh, just Honestly, the classic Avalanche. Actually, you know yeah. which one? I'm going to hijack it because I know today's Avalanche Amber <laughs> okay. Wednesday. But actually, the, my beer, my favorite beer of the moment is the Christmas Ale. Seasonal. Seasonal, but also just delicious. I like malty beers. It's the maltiest. You're also just a Christmas sap, bro. This I guy was sap. trying to get Christmas music going at the Friendsgiving Man, dinner the other I, You know what? You guys don't, don't feel it, huh? You're not feeling Christmas music. I'm too far away from home, bro. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't yeah. feel like it's really a subject I should comment on. <laughs> <laughs> Wind chimes in on Christmas. Wind chime. <laughs> wind chime. Ooh, it's like a new segment. The wind I mean, chime. I'm, I'm good with Christmas. Christmas usually like the day of or the day before. That's it. <laughs> what are you doing for Christmas? Can I come over? Yeah, you want to come over? Yeah, just tell your Clark is he really? going to be a guest because Pelicans are oh, in that's town. Right, so yeah. he's, yeah. he's going to be in Denver for Christmas. He's, your kids oh, eventually are going to think I'm an uncle. So I might yeah, as well. Yeah, might as well. Who do you, who can you envision? I asked Brendan this on uh, Tuesday show, Hardly and we were talking about the. Hot Peak IPA. Who can you most envision drinking an Avalanche Amber Ale on this team? <laughs> okay. Lo- Jeremy Ooh, this is Grant. a good one. Jeremy Grant. I could see Jeremy Grant. Because everyone wants no. their special flavor. Let no me get way. my favorite yeah, not Jeremy Grant, maybe not an IPA guy, but no. more of an Amber guy. Yeah, just a real <laughs> nice and simple beer. No, I think it's 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 Mason Plum. I, I said Plumley for the IPA. Yeah, I think yeah you're good. right. <laughs> he is an IPA or he could be an IPA. We decided that Millsap's definitely a bourbon guy, so he's just out yeah. on the yeah. game. Yeah. Damn it, I don't think, I don't know if any of them. And then we were saying it. maybe uh, Joker, but he's probably drinking some imported Serbian beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No way yeah I think you're domestic. right about that. Yeah. I can't think of it. Tim Conley might be an Avalanche Amber guy. Yeah, I could yeah. see that one. All right, well, check out the uh, Avalanche Amber from Breck Brewing. Also, there's a new alternative for addressing your tax needs. Symbio Tax Administration provides its clients with honest and knowledgeable tax services from a licensed professional. You guys know we're all about taking care of her own and george over at symbio tax is a proud dnvr subscriber shout out george and a diehard abs fan whether you have a small business you're looking to rent out a room in your house or if you just need to get your tax return filed go to a qualified professional to understand your tax requirements don't end up at one of those retail tax chains call symbio tax today for a free consultation 720-366-4470 or visit them at symbiotax.com that's S-Y-M-B-O-Tax.com. 
We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have referred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com. You guys, I'm not going to say what it is, but Lou Williams has just tweeted out what he's giving his wife for Christmas. And let's just say this is a family show and I'm not going to read it, but I highly recommend whoever wants to look it up on Twitter awesome. to look it up because it's funnier than I could have possibly imagined. It's um, <laughs> a strong tease. This now is a I'm very pumped. strong now tease. I can't you got to check it out. Uh, he told Nick Young of all people. <laughs> um, Was that on that podcast? Have you guys seen that Nick Young like Gilbert Arenas podcast. My God, oh, Nick yeah. Young and Gilbert Arenas, what a duo! Or supposedly Gilbert Arenas shot Nick Young with a BB gun during the gun awareness meeting. Yeah, <laughs> with the Wizards. <laughs> Gilbert Arenas is a legend for Gilbert, for a mixture of reasons. Gilbert Arenas was blogging back in like 2003. He was blogging. Do you remember? He had something about a shark. I, it was real funny, real hilarious, real he, weird. He stuff, saw the future. He did. That's He's what I was going to say. Boy, is yeah. honestly, he was. It, I remember at the time being like an athlete writing stories. This is dumb. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I was. That was real cool back then. Um, all right. So Jeremy Grant does have his breakout. We tease this. Uh, Hastings teases this. Twenty points. We've been waiting for it. Four rebounds, one assist. After the game, Michael Malone talked about how, you know, obviously the team. I don't want to say disappointed in Jeremy Grant, but you know, maybe confused, bewildered, trying to figure out how to get him going. And Malone even mentioned that he went back and watched old film of him in Oklahoma City and that they had had some discussions. Jeremy Grant confirmed this. Are you guys seeing a little bit? I mean, tonight, obviously, but have you been seeing a little bit of a different Grant in the Nuggets lineup? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Throughout the first, I guess, half of the season or what's transpired so far, he seemed to be exclusively a three-point shooter. That's obviously not how the Nuggets envisioned Jeremy Grant playing. Over the last few games, I think I've seen some improvements. It's kind of hard to pick out exactly what's changed. But, I mean, it just seems to be getting in the flow of the offense more. And I think Jeremy Grant's role and – how Denver utilizes him, it's going to get better when that bench unit gets going as well because, you know, if like he's in that system playing off of everybody in that bench unit, not just as a shooter, he's going to look better. You know what I think might have changed, guys, tonight? Who he was playing with. So 28 minutes on the floor. Yeah. A lot of those minutes were with the starters. But also that Great second take. unit, there were two stints where it was five bench guys, right? And Harrison, you've been all over this. Having Malik Beasley out there and Wancho out there, it changed the spacing. Mm-hmm. So Malone said after the game, when Grant is just a spot-up three-shooter, you're only getting half the player he's supposed to be. He's got to attack those closeouts. He's got to be aggressive. Well, there was actually a lane to the rim tonight. There, right, there was room for him to attack. Yeah. And, and so 
I don't know. I don't think it's a coincidence that he was sharing the floor with different guys and he was able to play differently and more efficiently. Yeah, I thought the bench was actually a big story tonight. Yeah. Like, it's been so up and down all year. And then they went 10 deep tonight. And, like, they didn't just go 10 deep. They pretty much played almost, like, the starters and then, like, a all-bench group together. The Morris, Beasley, Wancho, Grant, and Plumlee group. And I think that's a group that Denver rolls with for a while and tries to establish as, like, their core bench group. I really do. So do you think Michael Porter Jr. is out of the rotation for every game? Because I mean, we've kind of all thought yeah. it was by game-by-game game basis. I mean, I will just say I would not be surprised if the Nuggets try to get this certain bench group really established here over these next couple of games. I agree with Harrison. I think with, how, with how bad the bench has been and how Denver knows they need to get that group on the same page, right. I just would not be surprised if they try to get – this particular group some rhythm i think he's out uh, for now and you know the best you want your best bench you need your best monte and you need your best jeremy grant i think and it's i don't think it's a coincidence that we've seen that in that fourth quarter last game and then this full game with malik out there and we were trying to figure out how that second unit can score if malik and wancho are out there that's a really good unit offensively there's spacing right They're, you're gonna find points organically so i'm with you man i think if you're trying to get the bench going you got to stick with this five for a little bit what about Nikola Jokic's game tonight? He grabs 20 rebounds, dishes out five assists, scores eight points on eight shots. He had 10 more defensive rebounds than points tonight. Wow. I was waiting to see how long Jokic would go in the first quarter without shooting, and I think he made it like four and a half minutes or something. It was impressive. Yeah. <laughs> one, one field goal attempt in the seven and a half minute stint from the starters to open yeah. Oh, wow. And, and it was one of those things where it wasn't needed, right? I mean, the first quarter was a little back and forth. Second quarter, Denver scores 39 points. They outscore yeah. him 39 to 24. Um, when he wanted to be tonight, he absolutely mauled whoever was guarding him on the block. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He had a couple post-ups that were, yeah, yeah very aggressive. But he was in the mode tonight where I thought he was going to try something like an off-the-ground off the like alley-oop or something. He was in that <laughs> kind of mode, I thought. He was in a mood to do a really crazy uh, thing. Uh, Jamal Murray, 7 of 12 tonight. He was going at Isaiah Thomas. It was kind of – that was one of the – that was probably the funnest part of the entire game was yeah. watching Jamal Murray kind of enjoy – I want to say, you know what's funny? He was going at IT. He kind of – Went at him so hard that IT looked pretty bad. <laughs> Jamal Murray almost went too far with it. <laughs> like in that, I was watching it and felt kind of bad for IT. I think at I, IT was having way less fun by the end of the game yeah. than he was when that started. Uh, Jamal joke, joked after the game they had that jump ball and IT just grabbed him. Yeah. Jamal was like, no, he just knew he couldn't beat me. So yeah. We heard this from a uh, little birdie before we started recording, but I think Jamal Murray might have had this game circled on his calendar. Might have, yeah. And not, don't, not to start anything, I, don't, I think he likes Isaiah Thomas. No, I, I, a, I think it was just about like IT was here last year. IT's a big trash talker, I'm sure. Big Those trash two talker. got into it at practice from time to time. And, uh, yeah, I think Jamal wants to come out and, and take it to him for sure. Jamal is definitely a gamer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's definitely a gamer. He can find motivation in just about any game. Yeah. So, yeah, Isaiah Thomas, it's probably worth pointing out, though, that pretty much anyone who circles Isaiah Thomas as the guy to go after is probably going to come out on the winning end this season. Out of The, the defense is um, – that ship has sailed for, for IT. Yeah. Was it ever in the dock? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good counter, Harrison. It's a good point. Uh, then Paul Millsap tonight, three of nine, eight points, three rebounds, one assist. Here's what I love about Paul Millsap's line: twenty minutes, 
People keep asking him, when is Millsap going to take a load management? He's got like five or six of these already this yeah, season. I, I, think, I do not think the Nuggets need to load manage guys yet this season. I think they just need to keep stockpiling wins, and you know they can worry about that I, in March. And this is how you do it. This is how you load manage. You envision this from your bench. You envision not needing to play your starters this many yeah. minutes. So ideally, this is how that rest is coming. Let's play a little box score trivia. Who had the best plus minus tonight? Without looking, don't look. Oh, well, yeah, look dude. at you vote. It's too late, bro. Uh, I'm going to go with. It's a fun one, I I'll think. I'll go with uh, Jeremy Grant. No. No. Jeremy Grant was a plus eight. Gary Harris was the plus mm. minus king tonight with plus 15, which is kind of just an interesting stat. He was one of six from three, four of 11. Yeah. But as we mentioned, absolutely destroyed Bradley Beal. And it's funny because he was a team high plus 15. Bradley Beal played, you know, his minutes tonight. A lot of those minutes were. A lot of those Gary Harris minutes was with. Bradley Beal on the court. So there really is something to that cutting the head off of the other team's best player, especially mm-hmm. a team as thin as Washington. Um, so I thought that was really, really cool. All right, let's go to another break. Yeah, got to remind you guys, Total Beverage giving the DNVR fam 30% off your purchase of $25 or more with a max discount applying up to 75 bucks. Use code DNVR2019 online or on the Total Beverage app. Make sure you download it today. As you may or may not know, Total Beverage delivers to most of the metro area, from Lakewood to Boulder, from Aurora to Brighton. They also have the lowest prices in the state. They also now offer CBD products. From drinks to gummies, you can enjoy CBD products on your next visit. Don't let this offer pass you by. Order today and receive 30% off your purchase of $25 or more with a max discount applying up to 75 bucks. Better yet, you don't have to leave the comfort of your home. The future's great, man. Booze delivered to my door. With a discount, no less. With a discount. Just because you dig the DNVR Nuggets podcast? Wow. Life is good. Life is good. Let's wrap up today's segment, guys. We're heading into the holidays. I think you can kind of break the season up into little, like, sections. And one section is till. Uh, Thanksgiving. Then you have another section that goes like Thanksgiving to Christmas, Christmas to the All-Star break, mm-hmm. All-Star break to the end of the year. You can almost break it into quarters like that. So we are sort of a quarter of the way through the season. What What are some big takeaways? We step back and look at the big picture view. What are some big takeaways from the Nuggets through 16 games? The defense? Yeah, I think that might be number one. Yeah, The Nuggets great. entered tonight tied for the second best defense in the league. Through mm. a substantial amount of games. And they held a surprisingly potent yeah. Washington offense to one They did it again tonight. Washington is a bad team, and they look terrible tonight. And they're a great offense, and yeah. their offense looked terrible tonight. Washington's offense is not for real. I, so, I can tell you that. It's a good team. It's definitely not for real. So you mentioned the stats earlier. NBA.com's updated. Denver, number one. Number one. Defensive rating in the NBA. That is insane. Like We're used to it now. We're like two years into this transformation. But, dude, if you grabbed ourselves three years ago, Traveling yeah. from the future until I'd have slapped myself in well, the I face. Said, who's on, so who did they add? Who they oh, add? Nobody. Who's at the three? <laughs> yeah, nobody. They oh, got Will Kawhi. Barton. Will Barton, yeah, because it was Kawhi? like Gallo. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, man. That is, that is wild. Yeah, I mean, that's probably been the biggest, you know, this the biggest storyline so far. It's been Good. the defense. All right, let's do this. You, okay, you have Well, I just think there's one that's flying under the radar, and I think Hastings hit on it. Last year, this team was too reliant on their two best players. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a very balanced Denver Nuggets team. They've been getting most of their production from Millsap and Barton. Um, as Hastings said, they're hard to scheme against because they don't just want to beat you with one guy or one way. The Nuggets seem like they'd be impossible to scheme against right now. Yeah. 
Um, because if you take Jokic out of the game, fine. <laughs> yeah. You know? the, all, all that being said, Denver, the flip side of this, Denver's the 17th best. They're basically a league average offense. So, But the starters, though. I mean, yeah, that's true. you know what I mean? The starters yeah. have been great. And I just think part of it is because they're not asking their best player to score 30 every night. And that I think that's kind of flown under the radar that they've succeeded while their best guy is still in hibernation, as you put it, Adam. So Denver has the second best record in the I guess third because Milwaukee's 14-3, and three, Denver 13-3. Third best record in the NBA, but only the eighth best net rating, which is kind of interesting. I mean, it, that doesn't, especially this early, I don't think it matters that much. They haven't played the Warriors, and you can win by a 40 on the Warriors, have a great net rating. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are right. The defenses look really good. I think another big one, and this is sort of a big relief, that starting lineup, you, you referenced it, Will Barton being healthy, I guess these go hand in hand. Will one, Will Barton's really good. And two, that starting lineup just fits. It just there's something yeah. about it that I feel they have dominated, yet they haven't even really scratched the surface, in yes. my opinion. I agree. Those guys are just so comfortable playing together. Yeah, they are. And I mean it's not even a group that I mean they did play together a lot last year, but not with, you know, a completely healthy Barton, a completely healthy Harris, but I mean, they are just so in sync with one another. It's like that group has been playing together for five years. Almost. <laughs> and it's funny because it's almost exclusively a good thing that the starting unit, but it's almost too good because Malone, it's become a security bling. Right. Anytime yeah. he gets rattled, like, all right, all five guys back in there. Um, but, you know, we know come playoff time, you're going to have a, a tested and true five-man unit that's going to play a lot of minutes together. Mm-hmm. It's funny. We're trying to figure out how to get the Nuggets depth back on track. But depth matters less, at least to me, in the playoffs. Yeah. And, and well, so, yeah, it definitely does. You, so, you rely on your stars more. It's a good problem to have to know you're rolling with those five and just trying to figure out the rest from there. I think another storyline and a big one over the first quarter of the season, MPJ's role. Man. Um, big oh. question mark next to it, I'd say. Giant, enormous question yeah. mark to it, and, I, and even like where it goes from here. I'm not sure. I, I'm really tonight was a surprising one. I, tonight I thought he played, and and I thought he was going to be a guy that Malone found minutes for when he felt like he can afford him. Mm-hmm. Tonight he could have afforded him. He didn't do it. Those last seven minutes for Barton to me were, in hindsight. I don't know if inexcusable is too strong, but why? Why not MPJ? Well, Malone was fuming, and he's talked about this a lot. This is one of his big weaknesses, in my opinion, is that he gets so emotional into these games. And tonight, you saw him calling rage timeouts, and you saw him, like, pacing the sideline. Denver's up 17 points. They're up 17 points, and he's pacing the sideline. And look. In the 16th game of the year. And I trust, and I, I imagine, you know, these guys have let the cat out of the bag a little bit about it. They feel the same way we do. Tonight, Mason Plumlee. Yes. We're 13-3, and but we haven't really quite got it going yet. Like, they know. They know that the record's great. They're proud of that. But... But as... And, you know, Mason also said when he was told Malone called the turnovers egregious, there was a tiny bit of pushback from Mason. He's like, you know, we've been good on those all year. And And there's been a little mm -hmm. bit of pushback, I think, from a lot of the players about this, like, yo, coach. Right. Like... You, you're kind of sucking the fun out of this for us. Like, yeah. no, no, I'm putting words in their mouth. They have not said this. Sure, it's, and it's not a problem until it's a problem. But it's worth, I, it's worth wondering. Like, wouldn't that grate on you? If it's 82 games, I think Malone's mind frame is, is always, it's 82 games and i got to build good habits. When you're up 17, you build good habits. But there's a flip side of that that is equally as important. That is, it's 82 games. you got to not be a drag. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to not be a drag because you know what? You're up 17, and yes, you want them to execute. You can't stand for these bad habits, but let's just have fun while we're here or else. Yeah. If we can't have fun during a 17-point blowout, when are we going to have fun this year? So there is something to that. But my, to your earlier point, Michael Porter Jr., 
I mean, him him getting another opportunity in the rotation right now. I just don't know when they're when the, when those minutes are going to come. I mean, what would have to happen for him to get a big opportunity here? A, an injury, or B, whatever bench configuration they're going to just blows up and just absolutely does not work. Those are the two avenues to him, you know, getting consistent minutes right now because tonight he had the look on the bench of a guy who did not think he was getting in under any circumstances <laughs> there was a late fourth quarter timeout when, when we were all talking on press row hey like you know maybe we're approaching mpj tour territory up by 18 which is a couple <laughs> minutes left and he and tory craig are throwing t-shirts into the crowd he looked like he knew he was not getting in tonight i think with it, each each minute and bucket from malik beasley on the court is, mm-hmm. a, is a tiny dagger yeah. in, in MPJ. Do you feel like this team is more of a contender, less of a contender, the exact same contender that you thought coming into the season? More. You think they're more of a contender? Yeah. They're, you think their ceiling's probably higher because their floor, they're, they've proven that their, their floor's floor really is high. high. They've won, half the games they've won have been kind of ugly. Yeah, I would never like pick them over the field right. outright. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of matchups I don't like, but I don't, I don't think you're looking around the league and you're seeing teams that are a tier or leaps of bounds above Denver. No way. Uh, yeah, yeah, not at all. Here's another one for you. Shooting. Take away um, just of the shooting so far this season. Denver, I think, 19th in three-point field goal percentage. I'm looking up the wide-open three-point percentage right now because I can't They've been better as of late. They started off the year like as a bottom-five team in, yeah. in open and wide-open threes. They've been around league average since. So they're, they're slowly creeping back up towards league average in that category. Are they a good shooting team? Can they be a good shooting team? I think they're a good shooting team. I just think there are some guys on this roster who have got off to bad starts from three. One thing I took away from tonight's game, especially early, Washington does a really good job of spreading the court out. They, yeah. they, they really open up that paint. If you're watching tonight in that first quarter, the paint's wide open and, de- and they're getting stuff at the rim. Denver, it just never seems like it's that open. And I'm well, Denver's sure got why. a lot of guys that – like they they play you know some pick and roll and they got a lot of guys who like to just get into that middle of the paint and just you know try to score from there. I agree with Malone though. I actually think they've generated some decent to good three point looks all year long. I think it's just a matter of hitting them. To answer your question, Adam, I think it's a streaky team. Yeah, they're and definitely I just think streaky. that's the reality. So no it, it. it depends when you're asking me. Yeah. yeah. So another fun thing about where we're at in the schedule right now, Denver goes to Sacramento. We think on Saturday we determined Friday or Saturday. I guess we'll have to look. <laughs> Uh, this weekend. And um, <laughs> after that, I think things get real <laughs> for Denver. Like, they've had this – I think it's been a great schedule because Denver's gotten some confidence. They've been some wins. You go to Sacramento, that's going to be a tough game. That's uh, Sacramento's playing really, really well. Yep. And in Sacramento is always a tough place to play. Then you come home and you play the Lakers with a game that will almost certainly be for first place. Almost mm-hmm. certainly. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of last year's – when the Warriors came to town, and it was also for first place, and there was a lot of talk about how it was first first place, and the Warriors said, yeah, we're going to show them that this, there's actually only one real first place There's levels team. to this. Now, I don't think – I mean, look, the Lakers are capable of that because they have LeBron, but I think Denver and L.A. are a lot closer than Denver and the Warriors were last yeah, no year. no doubt about it. But nonetheless, do you feel sort of a looming importance of that upcoming game? Definitely. I do. I think it's – the Rockets were a test for sure. The Rockets are always a test. The Lakers is kind of like a test on a different stage because is that a national TV game? No, it's not. It's not? Ridiculous, I know. It should be. It might get flexed in, though, because Tuesday night is fan night on NBA TV. It could be. It'll probably be on NBA TV. That just feels like a game. If it's on NBA TV, or even if it's not, 
I feel like that's a game that is going to maybe get the national media's attention, especially if Denver makes the Lakers work for So that's the big thing, right? If you're Denver, you're looking at the third best record in the NBA, you're looking at the number one defense, and then you turn on Sports Center and you're like, okay, they're about to they're about to bring us up. No. And, like, Denver really is the new Spurs. I just, I, I've come to terms with this. They're never going to get it. They're just never going to – Denver could win a title, and it would be like the Spurs winning the title where it's like, all right, well, now what, what's L.A.'s next move to compete <laughs> with them? Um, but that game, when you go up against the Lakers, that is your opportunity to be on SportsCenter because if you win that one, you at least get mentioned. I don't know if you really want that attention, man. You don't. Especially no, with your you best player being don't. Nikola Jokic. I think it's been a – for this team in this context, a blessing in disguise. And also, hundred percent agree with this team, and especially with all the depth on this team. Remember last year, Malik Beasley at one point said, "Yeah, I feel like I'm a starter, but I know I'm behind Gary." And no, he didn't mean anything by that. But there are markets where you can conceive of this becoming a storyline, yeah. and then maybe it does kind of fester. That just doesn't happen here, and I think that's a good thing. I'm with you on that one. Um, who would like the spotlight? I mean, Jokic. Jamal Murray. Part of me, yeah. Well, well, <laughs> Jokic, if he had the spotlight, I think for like a, a month, he would appreciate us all a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> I really think that tonight we gave Yoke the night off. He didn't want to say he had eight points. Like, hey, whatever, he can go home. Don't need to talk to him. They go on like a losing streak if you're playing for the Lakers. Like, yeah, every we had the whole Jokic gate, what's going on with his mood, this or that. Imagine that in That's L.A. That's what I'm saying, dude. Imagine yeah. in L.A. where he's moping up and down the court yeah. and people are like, man, what's wrong with uh, him? He's back in Sambor by now. Bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ramona Shelburne's got a million theories out. <laughs> Last year for me, it was the Boston game coming in. I think, what were they, like 7-1 and one or 8-1 and one or something? And I thought, if they win this one then it's like fully here we go for me, you know? Yeah. Forget the tempered expectations. That's how I'm looking at this Lakers game. Mm. I think if they win that one in any sort of convincing fashion, I know it's regular season, but I might be in full why not mode. Why not this team? It would be too yeah. early for me. I just – it's still like there's so many ebbs and flows to basketball that all I would say is if they did beat the Lakers, I'd say they're the best team in basketball right now. Sure. Right now. Right now. But, right now. But As again, they though, were for a point last season, too. That's true. There was a point where I was like, they're the best but team But I guess that's sort of what I'm saying. Like, if we can get to this benchmark of, of doing it again in the regular season where you can safely say, yeah, this team has not regressed, then I just feel like you have to feel great about the, about the playoffs. Denver being the 19th best offense or whatever, I've, I've kind of lost hope on them being a top five offense this year. Just we're starting to get a little late to where you have. Yep. It's still possible, but it's going to be harder and harder. Let me just phrase it this way. Will Denver's offense be back at a top five level at any point this season? Um, not not that they'll climb up there. They'll just start playing like that again. I think they will, yeah. I think we'll get a spurt, a couple weeks spurt, maybe three weeks, maybe a month. Yeah. I think we'll get it because if the Nuggets bench had, hadn't been a disaster, they'd be a top ten offense right now, I think. Mm. Yeah. There's not – there's some separation. There's not as much separation than that than you would think. And they just added a, a last year a guy who shot forty percent on five attempts a game from deep. That's a significant offensive improvement on the bench when you swap Malik in there. So I can see it. And we've touched on this before that Jokic has yet to care. Like there's yeah. going to be a stretch where he's scoring more than fifteen a night. I am really hoping that that comes before too long. I don't. I hope it's not after December 15th mm-hmm. this year. I hope that it's sooner rather than later. They're going to need it. Once they start going on the road and these tough teams are starting to come to town a little bit more, they're going to need good yoke. But the, the one thing I will say, and I, I'm, I think it's fine, it's a long season, whatever, the offense doesn't feel like Jokic's anymore, and I actually do think that's a little bit of a bad thing. I like that there's a lot of different guys that can beat you, and I really do think they will get back to Jokic ball. 
but he's a he's a bystander a lot on offense. No, possessions. for sure. I think I said that a while ago. Like, seems like it's shifting more towards Jamal Murray's offense. I just think if we're in the final five minutes of a game that matters, it's going to be Jamal and Jokic, two man, and yeah. we're good at. It. And yeah, so that definitely. that is that is why I'm like all the way here for this full emphasis on D is because I don't know if you need it to be a top five offense for stretches of a regular season. I think you just need them to be good enough to win games in the fourth quarter. And if this defense is this good, they're going to be in every game in the postseason. Is Thanksgiving good? As As a a holiday? holiday? Mm -hmm. Overrated. Overrated. I love Thanksgiving. You do? Yeah. Great food. Everybody's in a good mood. Properly rated or underrated? I'd say it's about properly rated. Okay. Yeah. See, I would say it's bad food and everyone's in a bad mood. You don't like Thanksgiving food? Adam just doesn't like his family. That's not true. You're just hanging out with the wrong people. Just kidding, Adam's family who listens to this. Um, thanks so much, guys. That was it for today. That'll be it for this week. Um, maybe do a quick weekend pot or something um, as come on Friday or Saturday, recapping the, the, the weekend game. Other than that, we will be back next week. I want to tease a couple things, though. We have a really cool, brand new, totally not Jamal Murray shirt that is up on our site. <laughs> uh, 16-bit, on fire. Really cool design. Yeah, that... But- that uh- unnamed nugget is on we fire. can't stress yeah. it enough it's definitely not jamal it murray. is not jamal murray i don't know who it is he's he's on fire but though. he is on fire that's really really cool and then um i'll just tease next week we have a project that i'm really excited about really stressed about but really excited about as well i think you're going to really love it it's going to be a unique thing that only dnvr can bring you so if you're not subscribed you're going to want to subscribe for just five dollars a month thanks for tuning in everybody oh i have one challenge for everybody listening as you get together with your family on the holidays Borrow everybody's phone, hop on iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review. Subscribe to the pod. We, and subscribe to the pod. we got to build those numbers up. These are rookie numbers. we got to get them up. We want your grandpa to be going, what is, what is this on my phone? <laughs> exactly. But you know what? He will thank you by Christmas time. Yeah, dude. He's going to love the list. He's going to love the list. <laughs> Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you next time. All right, before we get out of here, guys, you know how supporting local business is in our blood. So we got to talk about Denver Rubber Company, the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects since 1972. They've got the highest quality of products, custom die-cut gaskets, molded rubber, custom contract manufacturing, custom hoses. It's snow season. We just sat through a blizzard here. So you'll want to hit up DRC for all your needs when it comes to snow plows. They can custom cut and pre-slot your snowplow rubber. The blades can be cut to any length and slotted for mounting to meet your exact specifications. We even went and checked out their warehouse a few weeks back. It was nothing short of amazing. They've got proprietary materials that make up the inside of wind turbine blades. We even witnessed machines that cut material that's used in bulletproof vests. Denver Rubber Company custom makes it all. You can purchase products for yourself and, of course, buy it bulk. They're also family-owned. Uh, with loyalty only to the people, just like us here at DNVR. Call them at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com backslash DNVR.